Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. Welcome to episode 14, Setting Goals. Hi, Misty. Hello, Lauren. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It's so great to be back. (laughs) So great. I cannot believe 2020 is over. Woof. Peace out. Peace out, 2020. (laughs) Well, to be honest, we're still in it as we record this, but by the time you guys hear this, it will be over. So for us, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, which is invigorating in and of itself. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am excited. And I'm excited about, about this second season of the podcast. We thought we would take you guys through a series for January of really getting organized for the new year. And we thought it quite appropriate to kick it off with goals and how to set goals and how to stick to the path and possibly meet goals. Yay. Goals are my favorite. I'm, I'm totally like nerd out on setting goals. And I used to like look at a goal and be really kind of scared of it. But what I've found is it's just like that old adage about how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. Yeah. And some of the bites are teeny tiny and some of those bites are really big, but they all get you to the end. So I'm excited to talk about tools and, you know, just how to be mindful of your goals so that you're setting yourself up for success. Because I think everyone agrees when you don't meet a, a goal, that's, you know, a punch in the gut a little bit sometimes. So, yeah. And I mean, raise your hand if you have ever set New Year's resolutions that you don't keep. We're <laughs> I, raising I our mean, hands. <laughs> yeah. It's like how many times, how many years and decades have we thought, okay, this year I'm going to do this. And then it never happens. And it's only because we have to start to work with the brain in a way that the brain actually understands what you're trying to do instead of being vague about, oh, I want this to happen this year. And then writing it down on January 1st and then never giving it any more attention. So we're going to help you strategize that today. I think that you kicked it off in what you just said about, and then you write it down, right? It's like that pen to paper here's my goal. I see it. I read it. Maybe you even read it out loud. It's powerful. And I used to not believe in that. I used to think that was kind of like, I don't know, hocus pocus kind of stuff. But now I know it really is like a, a brain thing and a being mindful of this is important to me. I wrote it down. I believe in it. And now how do I formulate a plan to get there? But writing it down is so important. It's so important. It's, it's writing it down. And I would say writing it down more than once, whatever you're trying to change with this new goal, you're obviously in a routine or a habit that you'd like to break or change. And that habit has taken probably decades to get really embedded in your neuropsychology and your brain. And so to rewire a new habit takes way more than writing it down once And then just thinking about it sometimes. So writing it down is the first step and then continuing to write it down, I would say, continuing to even say it in your head as you're rewiring this, this new way of being. 
man, I don't think I write it down more than once. That's so, well, big light bulb for me because you're right. You're right. Writing it down more than once. More than once. And, and even writing it down in a very specific way, instead of saying, like, I try to take out any words that show the negative. Um, For example, I don't know, this is not one of my goals, but it's coming to mind. Say I wanted to stop eating sugar this year. Instead of the goal being stop eating sugar, take out the word stop. um, And don't say like, don't eat any more sugar. Sugar is bad. Stop eating sugar. Take out all of those negative words and instead say, eat in a way that supports longevity this year. Eat in a way that supports my health and energy levels this year. Because sugar sure doesn't support energy levels. It helps you spike and then crash. And so giving your mind a positive connotation with the goal makes it a lot more attractive and a lot more kind. And also that's a lot more of a spacious goal, like eating in a way for, for energy or eating in a way for longevity this year makes it not just about sugar also. Well, and I like that what you said was very specific. I think that that's an important piece of goal setting is getting really specific about what it is um, that you want to happen or visualize or achieve. And so like in the sugar piece, you know, you got very specific about having a healthy lifestyle that doesn't even just zone in or supports a healthy lifestyle, I think is what you said, but that doesn't just zero in on sugar. That also leaves you open to other ways that are going to facilitate a better you. And so I love that. And it it's specific yet broad, actually. So I think choosing your words, even now that we're drilling down to it, when you're writing it down is so important because that's the way you're going to start to visualize it and see it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being positive about that makes it definitely more realistic. Definitely. And, and there's something about, and this word I know doesn't make sense to every listener yet, but there's a word embodiment, like really living the, the, the goal or really living your, your highest vision and how it feels. And so when we're embodying a negative, it's somehow saying there's something kind of fundamentally wrong with us that we need to change. But when we embody a goal, like I eat for longevity, I eat for energy. It's saying it in a way that you're already doing that. And you're already respecting the things you're already doing well for your body. And it's just so much more supportive sounding and feeling. I agree. Very. So I'm going to read a little excerpt, this book. I'll put it in the show notes one second ahead. They always have the best books. (laughs) (laughs) I have have a lot of books. I love it. (laughs) Just come to me if you need a book recommendation. Um, one second ahead, and they talk about why New Year's resolutions or goals um, so often don't get met. And this is some of the, the neuroscience behind it, which I find so interesting. So the author says, our mind operates at the same time on conscious and subconscious levels at the same time. So our subconscious processes are rooted in the reptilian and limbic brain, which is the old, old brain. So that's the subconscious. And our conscious processes, like what we're talking about now, goals and resolutions are conscious processes. 
operate mainly in our cortex. And so while our brain can consciously process seven bits of information, seven, that is it, per second. So this is stuff that we're talking about now. We can, we can process seven things a second. It's nothing compared to the 11 million bits our subconscious handles in one second, 11 million. So you could say, I want to eat for energy this year, or I eat for longevity, life longevity. That's a conscious thing. Your mind can do seven of those in a second, but underneath that, even if you have the best intentions and the best efforts, there's 11 million things possibly sabotaging your best efforts to meet that goal. And so that's why just deciding on a goal without really working with some of the structure of the brain and how to work with the brain on clear goal setting, that's why we'll never meet our goals unless we take some real action with it. Isn't that wild? My mind's blown. I'm just standing here with my (laughs) mouth open because it's so true. Like you wake up on New Year's Day and you're like, you know, I'm going to get healthy this year, whatever it is, but you just say it out loud. And it's kind of like a willy nilly thing. And you go to the gym for a month and you do your thing and then everything falls apart. And then February 3rd, you're like, what, what's going on? Right. And every, I mean, we've all done it. Everyone's done it. Um, And so it's like, you're right. You're kind of set up for failure by your brain. (laughs) Totally. The brain, the brain just wants to survive. The brain doesn't care about our goals, you know? And so we have to really kind of override some of those ancient processes. And, you know, mindfulness is one of the main things that helps us widen that bandwidth of more than seven things that we can process in a second. It's one of the, the tested and true methods to help us expand how much we can process consciously. So that's so interesting. I do feel since I've began practicing mindfulness and meditation, I, I've never considered myself a creative person. Um, and I feel like it emptied out my brain enough for me to, for this creativity for, you know, for even like this podcast to exist. Um, and so it makes me think of the brain has plenty of room to slow down and focus and and achieve a goal, but you got to kind of get to that place mm-hmm. and it's work. It's like you said, you're, you're rewiring a whole bunch of stuff that you've been doing for a really long time. Um, and so you kind of got to be patient with yourself, give yourself some grace, but pen to paper, pen to paper or in your iPhone. Cause I keep all my notes in my iPhone too. Um, but get it there where you can see it. And I also think it's really important to discuss your goals with someone else that's that you love that can poke holes in the goal potentially, you know, and and maybe give you some things to think about and get your wheels turning. And um, I just think that 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 piece is really important. I always kind of share with you and with my husband, with my very two best friends, I always share that kind of information and everyone gives me a different perspective, which helps me move towards my goal. I think that's a crucial piece of it. Um, It doesn't matter who you're telling, but have a person that you tell. I often will ask my husband, can you, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing. Actually, I'm trying to actually change that language. Let me back up. I'm not trying to do this thing. I am doing this thing. 
I am focusing my efforts currently on spending 30 minutes every night doing whatever. And I'll ask him, I'll say, can you remind me when I make a conscious decision to not do the thing that I'm setting some energy around and will you help redirect me? And it works. He's like, you know, you asked me to help you out. And I'm like, I know you're right. Cause it reminds me of, is of what I want and how I want to feel. And, um, cause left to my own devices, oh my gosh, I will just yeah. do all sorts of things. Well, it's like a goal accountability partner, you right. know, they're going to be there for you and listen to all the maybe bad talk that you have to yourself and the ideas that are some great and some not, but they keep you kind of being held accountable. Right. So let me ask you this. I know you've got some big goals probably for this year, some big, some small, I'm guessing. Um, any you want to share and maybe kind of some things you're going to do to achieve that goal? Yeah, I'll answer this through the lens of our business, of the Mindful Project. So Misty and I created this podcast uh, during the pandemic in 2020 as the Mindful Project kind of slowed down temporarily as everybody went under lockdown. And we wanted to continue to share these practices that we deeply believe in this topic and the work. And this is how the podcast was born. But 2020 things, 2021, I should say, things are picking up again. And one of the things for the Mindful Project is that I'd like to get really, really clear on what our offering is. So we're really good at meeting with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, talking through what our product is. And I think this is true with any business, like getting really clear on what it actually is that you deliver so that you can make anybody understand, right? We can make somebody understand if we have 20 minutes to sit down with them, but how can we really clarify our message and our product? And so as we start to onboard new clients for 2021, just getting clear on how we can help them with their productivity, with their stress levels through the practice of mindfulness with their teams. That is an excellent goal. It's also mine, obviously. <laughs> nice. um, but she always <laughs> says it more eloquently than I do. Um, but yeah, getting very specific and concise about what we do. I think um, from a business perspective, everyone's going to be in a lot of the same boat. Everything's going online um, or a lot of things are going online. And so how do you stand out and what niche do you fill very succinctly? Because people are moving at, you know, lightning speed. And if you can't grab someone's attention right then, then it's not going to happen. So I like that getting very specific about yeah. what you're offering. Mm -hmm. Because it's like by now everybody pretty much knows what mindfulness is, sort of knows, have heard of it. But how do you translate that into your product, right? So it's a good creative project for us. Yeah, I'm excited. 2021. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Do you have any personal or business goals that you've got on the horizon? And if you do, what are you doing to, to organize and kind of knock them out? Great question, which you've helped me with. Um, so my biggest 
goal this next year professionally is to take my yoga and meditation business online. So the year, so 20, 2019, I opened a yoga studio and it was going really well. And I was about seven months in slowly growing and the pandemic hit. And so of course I had to shut the studio down. And at that time, then I started homeschooling my kids and I just didn't have the bandwidth to get it online like everybody else was. And um, I beat myself up about it for a while too. Like I was supposed to be doing, that's what I was supposed to be doing. Now I know I was supposed to be taking care of my family. That's right. Um, which was the ultimate goal is making sure my kids and my husband are happy. Yep. Um, and so, but I did sit down recently and look at, okay, for personally, what do I want to accomplish? I separated it. And then professionally, what do I want to accomplish? And I even made a category this year, yay for me, that said for myself, like just me, <laughs> just me, what High do five. I, I know, right? What do I want to accomplish? And that means like meditating every day, taking a walk every day, um, the things that make me happy, yoga, um, there's several things on there, but consistently and daily, how do I show up for myself? And I've never added that to my goals before. So that was like a kind of new and exciting thing for me. Um, but on the professional side, you know, I was almost even too, too afraid to ask, how do I start down this bunny trail of getting my classes online? And I just kept wanting to even ask you about it because you've done a brilliant job of moving your business online. And I wanted to ask you and crazy, just fear of the big elephant that I was going to have to eat kept me from asking you, how do I do this? Or how do I even get started? And so then finally, monetarily speaking, I need the revenue. So I was like, okay, I've got to face this. I've got to, not only that, I love to teach. It's a part of me and it brings me a lot of joy. And so I finally asked you like, Hey, okay, can we get together? And of course you immediately said, sure. And then like two days later we talked, we broke it down. And then when I left the meeting with you, I had all these very small doable actions to move me forward. And we only talked what, I don't know, it was like three or four days ago. Yeah. My list is like really taking shape and I feel like I'm over a huge hurdle. And so if you have a big goal, what it's shown me is if you have a really big goal, because to me, moving my whole business once from a studio now to an online studio is a big deal. If you have a big goal and you share it with someone else, break it down as much as you can into the tiniest little pieces and then stick that list somewhere else because that list overwhelmed me. So I was like, I don't want that out on my counter every day to see what I did was I would look at that list every evening and then I've started to like pull like two or three manageable things during the day and put those on my to-do list for that next day. And so every day I'm moving the bus forward, but it hasn't seemed like I've been quote unquote working or like slaving away on the computer or something. Um, and so it's really, I was like, man, this podcast couldn't come at a better time because I feel as though I'm working the system that's correct to get to your goal. Yeah. Now, of course, now, of course, we'll see, but I'm at least setting myself up for success. Like I didn't do this hurriedly. 
I put my research in. I knew how I wanted to kind of for the vision to look. And I think if I would have done this back in March when everything was just moving so fast, I think I would have missed things and I would have um, been overwhelmed. And I know a lot of people didn't have that luxury. Like you just, you know, you got to get from A over to B. Mm -hmm. um, but I did. And I think the slowing down wasn't the thing. It was when I finally took the approach, breaking down the big part into tiny pieces. So I think the really important key, it's actually a lot of, a lot of what you said, but the timing is on your timing. It's not on your peers and colleagues timing. And it's hard to see people doing a certain thing that, you know, you're going to do eventually. And that voice in your head, that's like, you should be doing this now. But I think it shows real integrity that you did it when worked for you and your life. And it's like you said, now your mind is wrapped around it in a different way than it would have been if you tried to kick this off in like April, you know? So I think the schedule that matters is your schedule and your timing. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. Thanks. I hope you guys will catch the next podcast. The one right after this number 15, we're going to talk about time blocking and it's going to help you nail down how to schedule all these things that Missy's talking about to kick off a project or to meet a goal or just to time block your day in general. So we'll talk more about that in the next episode, because I'm sure you're thinking, great, I would love to do a big project. When the heck am I going to find the time? Right. I know it, time blocking changed my life. So definitely listen. And yeah. I think today it would be a really good practice to encourage everyone to really spend some time before our next podcast. Like maybe you listen to this one week and then next week is the time blocking between then firming up your 21, 21 goals, like, and, and breaking it down from personally, professionally, and then for yourself. Cause I, I read that somewhere about the adding yourself and like I said, I've never done that. It's always been two buckets, personal and professional and personal included some stuff for myself, but it also included like, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with my kids and things like that. Um, and so break that down for yourself, make you three categories, what you want to accomplish for yourself, what you want to accomplish professionally and personally, and be very specific. And then once you've solidified those, contact the person that you know that would hold you most accountable and tell them like, I'm going to check in with you about this stuff. Like this is a for real goal. I'm saying it out loud. I want it to happen. And people dream big. It sounds cheesy and like Disney, but if you write it down, I totally believe in that. And that this has helped me in my own life and I've seen it manifest. I know Lauren can speak to the same thing um, that the most successful people out there write down their goals and they chip away at them just like everybody else. So if you're not doing anything right now and you have this big giant goal and you see these people that are uber successful and you think, why are not, you know, what, what do they have that I don't, they really don't. They had a goal and they probably worked really, really hard. And that's all in you. All you have to do is break it up. So I think too, write down your goals, make sure you are rewriting them. Yes. You can write it down first, however you want to write it, then rewrite it into the positive and into the present as if you're 
you are already doing that thing. And then jot down three things you can do right now to get there. So for each goal, write it in the positive as if it's already happening. Three things. These are three steps I can take now to get there. And then you're going to get your calendar out and you're going to start to schedule those things. It's breaking it down. It can be tiny things to get there or medium-sized things to get there. Or maybe each of the three things to get there has its own. These are the three things I need to do for that step and that step and that step. You have to get it out of your brain onto paper, into a Word document, notes on your phone, but you have to start to get organized. Otherwise you won't take the first step. It's so important. And don't worry about that little voice inside of you that says, when am I going to do all of this stuff? We're going to talk about that next time. Yes. I think the last thing I want to say, which is really important to me, I think, and that is to hold your goals lightly. I can't even tell you how many goals I have had that I might get halfway to meeting. And I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't fit where I want to go in my life, where I want to be in my life. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to not meet them. It's okay to quit. You are not a failure. And it's definitely okay to think you want one thing and get closer and realize you want a complete other thing. So everything we're saying, hold lightly, give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of room for it to change, for it to evolve, for you to walk away, for you to meet it. It's not set in stone. I totally agree. And what I heard from that, and you said it, is give yourself some grace, which everyone should. Thank you Anything so much. Anything else for from you? No. Me I either. enjoyed this. I'm excited for this year. We appreciate everyone listening, and we're excited for this series. So like we've said, we'll see you next time when we talk about time blocking. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.